if if you look at Connor's the, the footage of his first fights, like the man had to work on his striking. It's not even like yeah, it's not even like he was a proficient, you know, striker. There's this narrative that Connor did a bit of amateur boxing when he was a chap. I'm just yeah. I just don't know how much it was. Like if you watch his first couple of fights, he doesn't look like a man who's working a boxing stance. He's winging his shots, and yeah, he's got fucking bucket, buckets of power. But mm. yeah, it's not like that man had 10 spare years to work his grappling. He had to work his stand-up. Um, and you can see that, like, the difference in the first couple of UFC fights. You can see where he made those changes. But Exactly. And it's that touch of death thing as well. Like, people always used to talk about it in McGregor's early years, where it's like, there's no fuck. There's no amateur boxing in Crumlin that's going to get you that touch of death that he has. That's a that's a natural muscular thing that you have. He has got that fast twitch, that power that can put someone out. And all he needs was a, he, like it was that thing where like how many of those shots do you think anybody can take from McGregor? So you're going to have a, if it's a three round fight, a minimum of fifteen minutes. You're going to have the fifteen minutes, and he just needs to hit you two or three times, and you're gone. Over five rounds, that's a longer time even. Like. Do you train that in, in a boxing club or Crumlin? Like, like this man, was he was looking at being a plumber like before he decided, right, I'm going to fully commit to MMA. Like, so it's like, I mean, how, how much dedication have you had? Like, it's not like McGregor was in high school and then progressed into college and was just completely focused on, on this. Like, it's, it's, it's like, I think there's a lot of natural ability that went into his success. Like. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, no, if he's just... Not that Khabib is a bad athlete, but if John Kavanagh takes an untrained Khabib body type from Crumlin back in the day, that guy, he doesn't make it past cage warriors. You know, like John Kavanagh is blessed. that probably one of the best athletes in, in MMA to ever be in the Lord of Weight divisions happened to walk into his gym. Because other than that, he was never going anywhere, as far as I can see. Man, good. John Kavanagh did have that body type walk in and, and Peter Queeley has never got further than Bellator. <laughs> <laughs> the proof is in the SBG pudding. That's to a, be that, fair, Artem Lobov did do bits. A little bit like. Yeah. Artem Lobov played only 15 were successful or whatever the old, the old saying was. Yeah. <laughs> 30 men have tried the best Artem. Only 17 have been successful. You know what I mean? <laughs> The fact that at one stage it was over half as well, that just really takes your credibility away as a top-level fighter. Oh, no. as it, it, it was, he was slightly in the green for a while. And by the end of his career, he was, he was the, the way back. Like, like, I remember... If only, they included, if only they included those exhibition fights on The Ultimate Fighter where he was, you know, yeah, yeah. deep. Oh, my goodness. He was, man, he was, he was on something for them. He must have been. But I remember watching a video of, like, before he fought Ryan Hall. And he was, like, 15. He was, like, 13 and 12, I think, at the time. And he, go, he goes, you know, uh, Ryan is a good fighter, Ryan is this, that. But it's going to go the way it usually goes. You know, my, my, my man's 13 and 12 talking about the way it usually goes. You know? <laughs> what way is that? Flip a coin. Flip a coin, but yeah, I wonder though, just when I think of Artem, he went into the, into, into the Ultimate Fighter and just started knocking guys out and he was never like that again, really. I hadn't seen him knock anybody out. Well, so, I think of the quality, like the quality of fighter you're coming up against. Is that what it is? That's just, 
Oh, well, you'd have to think so. It's the ultimate, like the ultimate fighter. Like, I mean, it's 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 guys who are hoping to make it to a that decent level. Like, like Arden Lobov. Like, if McGregor's rise wasn't so meteoric, and like if the if the UFC didn't have that, like it had to be part of their agenda. Let's get as much Irish guys in here now while the market is good. Like, so would he have made it past fucking Bellator, or like would he have been the lower level of Bellator, or would he been Cage Warriors if it wasn't for that meteoric rise, basically. And yeah. you can put it as simple as this. He lost his first fight in the Ultimate Fighter house. So they brought in a new thing where you got a wild card pick. That's where your right, coach that is could, right. Your coach could bring back one removed fighter. Mm. That's not BS. That is BS. Uh, look, man, it was, it was good, though. Like, Connor wasn't staying other than that was brought in. But when, when you mentioned the point of they were trying to get as many Irish guys in there when Connor was on his rise as possible. It's just a shame we didn't have anybody decent. Like, we, yeah. we, we, we had this chance to get all the Irish guys we had in, and we had no one. Like, Charlie yeah, Ward yeah. got a UFC fight. Yeah. Charlie Ward, you know what I mean? Mm. What, what were we doing? Like, where was John Kavanagh? Could just tra- he didn't have to have top-level fighters. He just had to have, you know, have lads good enough to get a win or two in the UFC. Yeah, and yeah. he didn't have them. I think if you were to look at their records when they got into the UFC and like even Arden Lobov's record as you were just discussing, like how many guys from any other place in the in the UFC right now have got records like that? And if they even started records records started looking like that, you're gone, like you're cut, you're back to the fucking back to whatever organization we found you from, like you know. But man, Arden at the same time, he wasn't terrible either though. Like he, no, he, he wasn't, fought he, wasn't. he fought Coop Swanson and while he was decisively beaten he lasted all five rounds in a main event, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's not, like... It's, it's not like he was terrible. It's just, like... Look, Arden's my boy. That's what I'm saying. Man. I, I love a bit of Arden Lobov. His arms just weren't long enough. And that's really what a boy yeah. is down to. Yeah, like, I, I, was watching, I was watching... I don't know who he was fighting. It could have been Andre Feely or someone. And he was slipping punches and he was countering and he was, he was swinging these hooks. And they were just barely missing Feely's chin, but they were missing every time. And you were just thinking, if his arms were two inches longer, he'd be slipping and ripping. Like he'd be landing every one of those punches. But his his you know his I don't know his skeleton let him down. And look, give him credit where it's due. Ryan Hall couldn't finish him, and everyone I mean. like people out there thought Ryan Hall was the guy to come in and be Khabib. Ryan Hall couldn't yeah, finish Artem yeah. Lobov, so. You tell me what that means. I think, man, yeah. Arton has actually never lost the fight. He's just ran out, ran out of his time. Like, I don't know if he's ever been finished. Could, is, is it possible to finish Arton Lobov? No. 30 men, men have tried and none have succeeded. I, I don't want to vouch for that. I think someone needs to pull up Wikipedia, but there's a lot, <laughs> yeah. to, there's a lot to be said for that concept, man. Um, you know, he's never lost a fight. He's just lost an MMA event because... You know, yeah. it's it's like if a tree falls in the forest and nobody's there to hear it. You know, did it really make a sound? Yeah. Well, if Cub Swanson punches you in the face and you didn't really feel it, did he even punch you? I don't know. Yeah. It's that Chael Sonnen thing of like, man, I thought like when you get to made, you just lose that round. Like it's it's. <laughs> I, I thought I beat Anderson. You know, it's it's it, it, it's similar to that. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Chael Sonnen, huh? Man, we could do a whole podcast, a whole podcast on Chael Sonnen alone. 
Yeah, we could talk about that for, for days. Man. But boys, no, just we're, we're on the subject of Irish fighters, though. Connor, where does where does he go from here? I want to hear I want to hear Brendan's take first. Man, I don't know if I have a take. I was just talking to Dara about this earlier in the week, and you know, he's damaging his legacy at this stage. But when you're making as much money as he's making, you know, who needs a legacy? Yeah. Who needs a legacy when you've got buckets of cash? And if people will keep paying for it, you know, people ask, why didn't he retire after he lost to Mayweather? You know, at least in an MMA sense, he'd just beaten Eddie Alvarez. And that was the pinnacle. He, he'd done his redemption arc. He'd lost to Nate Diaz. He came back and beat Nate Diaz. And then he finished Eddie in one of the most impressive title performances of all time. Why not just leave it? Um, and and the, the reason is because they'll give you 30 million every time you come in here and win or lose. Um, and the only win since that Mayweather fight is is Donald Cerrone, who's at this stage a certified bum. <laughs> so, so I don't know. Like Dustin Poirier, while he's a perennial top contender, he's not the big cheese and he's never held a real hard gold UFC belt. None of this, un, none of this interim champ. Dustin Poirier has he's never... He's a better as well. He, he beat Max. Never, yeah. He's never been the best MMA fighter in his weight class. He's only ever been, you know, the best that was available that night. Um, and even that's questionable. I think any given day, Paul Felder gives Dustin Poirier an entertaining fight. And, and that doesn't say a lot for Dustin. But, you know, what's next for Connor? I don't, I don't know. If Connor wasn't a worldwide celebrity and he was just another MMA fighter, you'd give him, you'd give him someone between 10 and 5. You'd Dan, give him Dan Hooker, man. You put him in there with Dan Hooker. Yeah, Tony. Yeah. Um, but those, you know, Tony Ferguson aside, those aren't, those aren't good business fights. And what Conor needs now and what he wants now is, is business fights. Like, Conor's not entitled to be a main event right now. But he's not going to settle for anything less. I mean, he's not entitled in the sense that he just lost a fight. Yeah. And he's on, he's on the down... You know, he's, he's, he's on the downslide. But... He is entitled to it in the sense that he's bringing in such revenue and he's going to bring in such eyes. Right, and right. at the end of the day, the whole reason that MMA was created wasn't for championship belts and rankings and stuff. It was to make money. And Connor's good at that. You know? I, want to see, I want to see MMA become a, you know, a, a proper respected sport. And at that stage, you have to respect the rankings. Like... If Barcelona yeah. lose the semi-final, you can't just pair them up against the finalists because that's going to put more bums in seats. Like no if more MMA, CM Punk fiasco. Like. If M- yeah, if MMA is going to get past where you know where it was, you know, put these circus acts as uh, something fun to do on Fight Pass. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. God damn it! I want to see the right guys get their get their shot. Dara, what, what does Connor do next? Uh like. The thing about, like, uh, you were talking about the Mayweather fight there, and, like, I do remember that I do believe that John Kavanagh said to him after that fight is, like, we're done here, aren't we? Like, what more do you want to achieve? Like, not, not only are your kids secure, but your grandkids are secure. So then if you, like, if, if he goes back to fighting, you have to believe that legacy was part of the conversation. Like, he especially, it's like... At this stage, do you think it's damage limitations? Like, does like if he thinks he can 
beat Dustin in a trilogy, then like like from a lot of people will say that that's just it's just not happening. But like I, I, what I want to see from it, if he does decide to go down that path is full commitment. Like you can't like the McGregor now has he's looking at too many different things. There's distractions, whereas before. When he was coming up, he was solely focused. Like he could watch all these early early material, and it's just it's all of him. Like yeah. nothing else. It's just this. I don't care about I don't care about soccer. I don't care about Gaelic football. I don't care about anything other than MMA. Now he's got he's got he's got whiskey business. He's got fashion. He's got all these different things. There's too much distractions. And uh, I I brought this quote up before. It's I believe it was Marvin Hagler who said. You, you, it's hard to get out of bed to do road work in the morning when you're sleeping in silk pajamas. Like, do you know, it's it's like, where's the motivation? Is it money? Like, it can't be money. So, is it legacy? Surely it's legacy. And are you damaging your leg- legacy by going on further? Like, there's no doubt if he loses a trilogy to Dustin, what do you do from there? Like, where do you go from that? Is the big question. Like, you're 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 not winning any titles if you're losing to Dustin Poirier in the trilogy. Like, Dara. I'm going yeah. to disagree with you respectfully, but wholeheartedly. <laughs> I don't think about legacy. I think Conor McGregor is not far enough removed from his roots. You, like, all this has happened in the span of six, seven years. He's mm. not far enough removed from his roots to turn down 30 million smackaroos to go yeah, in that's a good for, for 10 or 15 minutes work. And the fact mm. that he doesn't take his training seriously anymore, that's all the better. He's doing less work than he ever was for that 30 million. Yeah, yeah. But Shrem, why isn't he taking football. fights left, right, and centre? Why is he only coming back for a fight every two years? Be- because I think that it probably has something to do with the more fights he takes, the less each fight pays. His value, the value, the, the value depreciates the more losses you have. It's, it's at the moment there's that thing where oh maybe you got unlucky with Khabib. Oh, like he'll get Dustin. He beat Dustin before. He'll beat him again in the trilogy fight. But if you lose to that, and then there's no like, if you're losing to, to Dustin twice, there's no hope of you yeah. ever being able to beat Khabib. Like, well, do you remember when he lost to Ned Diaz the first time, and then he just came back and he wanted that. He wanted to beat him for the third one, or the, sorry, the, the, in the second fight, he had to because at that point it felt like McGregor's career was on the line. I remember watching that 25-minute fight and every second was tense because you knew if McGregor lost this fight, it was over. But he, he knew it too. He knew it too. And he prepared for it and he won. But if he comes back now and fights Dustin Poirier, if he beats him, Grant, if he loses to him, so what really? Yeah. You know what I mean? It, like, it, it wouldn't have the same appeal and it wouldn't be half as momentous an occasion if he beats him. It'd just be... Right, Connor. Well, you shouldn't really shouldn't be losing to Dustin in the first place. Yeah, and further to that, Don, you're talking there about that after when he lost that first fight. Like you could see it in his eyes, his whole body language, his emotions. That hurt. Like he yeah. he went straight away. John Captain talks about him being in the dressing room after and being like, "We we're doing this again. We need this fight again." There doesn't I know he's looking for the trilogy fight with Dustin, but there doesn't seem to be that. So just passion like this is I need this like I really need this there's no necessity for it he wants it but he doesn't need it he doesn't feel I, I, I don't believe he feels that I need this win that I would do I was, anything for this win I was going to say it felt more like an imitation of himself yeah, you know what I mean exactly. like when he came out against Khabib it didn't look like Conor Gregor was there it looked like 
your man was imitating the Conor McGregor he'd seen in previous fights. The same way, when he, yeah, when he, when he goes for that third fight, he's like, what would what did, what did Conor McGregor do? Oh yeah, Conor went for that third fight, let me do the same thing. And I was going for the fight against Dustin, even though he doesn't really want it that badly. Man, yeah, something to know here is, when Conor lost that first fight to Nate, he wasn't a made man yet. Yeah. He won a featherweight yeah. title. And yeah, he was getting paid better than everyone else was. He wasn't the international celebrity he became. Not at that he stage. Retiring my kids are safe money, not at that stage. Yeah. He he needed that. I mean, he can want something for legacy, but he doesn't need it for survival anymore. Yeah. Um I think he'll come back and he'll, you know, he'll try and beat Poirier. And he should have the tools. It's not like Poirier went in there and embarrassed him. Connor was he did embarrass him, man. No one has beaten Connor like that. Like he went in there, he broke his leg essentially, and then knocked him out. I mean, man, that's not embarrassing. Khabib, Khabib, I'm talking on a, on a technical level. I think Khabib embarrassed him. I think Khabib, yeah. Khabib put himself on a different level. Okay, well, I think is Khabib didn't embarrass him, but Khabib put it beyond doubt that Khabib is winning that fight 99 times out of 100. Whereas Dustin embarrassed him. Like, that's... Dustin embarrassed him, no doubt about it, in my opinion. But well, I still think couldn't, that he, he couldn't for definite say that Dustin's going to beat him every time. What, what are you going to say? I was just saying, at the same time, like talk, I would still fancy McGregor beating Dustin before he would beat Khabib. Like, I don't see it even as a possibility that he beats Khabib, but he does have the tools to possibly beat Dustin. And I think he was so confident that he has those tools that he thought, oh, yeah, I can be buddy-buddy and real friendly with Dustin. Like, you know, at the end of the day, I'm going to spark him out because my left hand is, there's no getting past that. He completely, he did did believe that, but he wasn't putting, I don't believe he was putting the same training in or the same dedication that was needed. I don't know, it's, it's, it's hard, it's hard to know, really. Just when you mentioned the 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 press conference and he was being real buddy buddy with him, I think that was because McGregor has got a lot of bad stuff in the news recently, like like accusations of sexual assault, uh, cheating on his wife, you know, just a lot of a lot of things like he wouldn't want brought up. So I think he went for the approach of if I don't say anything to these guys, they won't say anything about me. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point too. And maybe that affected his game as well. Like maybe McGregor, he needs to have that kind of back and Killer forth instincts. to go out there and try and kill the guy as opposed to, to I don't know what he was doing. Man, all these, all these things factor in, definitely. I 100% agree with what you just said. How can Conor go out there and call, call Dustin a P-head when Dustin has four years worth of tabloid headlines to absolutely ladder Connor with. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think I don't think Dana White would ever put Connor on a stage with Justin Gagey for the simple fact that Justin Gagey is just going to embarrass everyone. But <laughs> yeah. the reason I think Connor lost to Dustin Poirier is because Connor was preparing for a fight with Manny Pacquiao. He wanted a southpaw who he thought was going to box with him under the bright lights. He just wanted he wanted that experience. He's going into the fight saying, I want rounds against this guy. Conor of all didn't want rounds. Conor of all wanted to go in and finish a guy because he knew that there was levels between him and that guy. He's going in here looking for rounds. Man. Yeah, we talked to it like it was a sparring session. 
what are we, what are we doing here? But yeah. as well as that, you know, when I knew that McGregor had lost the fight, now I, I know you can't know what I made, but as, as well as I could know, is when he was getting kicked in his leg, he had taken six or seven solid leg kicks in that first round. He went back to the corner and his boxing coach from Crumlin starts giving him advice. The boxing coach starts giving him advice when he's getting done in with leg kicks. Now, as much as Coach Kavna isn't the best in the world, he's an MMA coach. Like, Ryan, why are you, why are you listening to the boxing guy? And you know, The reason he must have been listening to the boxing guy is what you said. He was thinking about Manny Pacquiao. The boxing guy was always going to be giving advice in that corner because he was preparing for a boxing fight in his mind. He wasn't thinking about the MMA fight in front of him. Man, just it, talk about you know asking did Dustin Poirier embarrass Connor? Connor embarrassed me because <laughs> when Connor when Connor came out there and started talking about leg kicks like they were some invention Dustin Poirier had come up with, I felt wronged. I felt like I had hitched myself to a wagon. That, <laughs> man, I felt embarrassed, man. I really did. I was like. People think that he represents me. And that's when you start saying things like, I'm an MMA fan, not a Connor fan. Because <laughs> things like that, that's just embarrassing. Like, fuck me, man. Acting like the leg kicks are new. We have to adjust for the leg kicks. Have you, have like, you ever I mean, watched one, that, an MMA fight, where there wasn't a leg kick? Like? And I can't put it into words how much that hurt. Because, you know, you're making a laugh of everyone. Like, the, you know, when Connor said... When one of us goes to war, we all go to war. I took that to heart. And I felt like I was going to war. I felt like I was going to war with Connor. But what happened was, I feel like Connor sent his, his little frontline soldiers into the Instagram comments. And then he left <laughs> behind slaughtered by the Khabib fans and the Dustin fans. Oh, my goodness. Oh my goodness. Do you remember? No, what, what I was going to say was, do you, do you remember that Ben Pusio? Instagram comment. I commented on something on Instagram like, oh, McGregor beat John Jones, like, or John Jones is not until he beats Conor McGregor, something like that, just to get a rise out of people. And this psycho, Ben Pusio, replies to me saying, oh, like, McGregor's not that good at all. Poyer's going to beat him. And you know what? Even Michael Chandler will. And then I started going in on them because he said Chandler would beat McGregor. But now, a couple of weeks down the line, I feel embarrassed. Not because I was trash-talking this steroid head from Boston in Instagram <laughs> comments, but the fact that he is probably right about it. His end meta is probably more correct than mine. Shannon probably does beat McGregor, you know? It's emotional investment. Like, you, you, you can deny it as much as you want. Like, it's, I think it's still deeply ingrained in a lot of Irish people's psyches like, or, or like that you just want those good days back of when McGregor was like on a tear knocking guys out just raising the Irish flag like what Irish person doesn't love seeing that like you can you can talk about how oh he, he, this headline said he was doing this that oh he's disgraced like and people do get upset but at the same time like I'll give out about him but if he was to have knocked out Dustin Poirier and hoisted the Irish tricolor like don't tell me the bandwagon isn't back. Like that, that yeah. is like McGregor is back. Like he, he's going to get that title. Like it's, 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 it's emotional investment. Like, yeah. And the thing is, though, when you said about the Irish guys, it was great seeing Irish guys doing it. 
probably never see that again. Like that was it. That was our chance. That's the other thing. That is the other thing because you're you're looking at this and like this might be a once in a lifetime thing. Like when do we get another Irish MMA fighter that can get to that level? Like and especially when you look at the the guy who did it and it's like. Man, if he didn't have a killer of a left hand, the skill just wouldn't have been there. Like it's yeah. just uh, it, this guy isn't grappling with guys. Like no way. Like the man's the man's a, like he's a brown belt, and that's possibly a glorified brown belt. Brown belt. Let's be real. Zero wrestling experience. How do you cut it in the UFC? Like with, without that touch of death in your left hand. So it's emotional investment. Like and emotions will cloud your judgment when you're talking of like saying to other guys, "Oh, Chandler doesn't beat him." Man, I put money on Chandler beating him right now. Like yeah, but not as. I was praying they don't make that fight because Ben Pusio <laughs> and uh, a little known fact for the listeners Ben Pusio and his brother got into a shootout so, <laughs> so uh, yeah Google Ben Pusio and, and, and come back to us and if you see him in the Instagram comments just now we, we need to do a separate fight. podcast for Ben Pusio just we for need that Ben Pusio on man we need him on let's, yeah, let's have a conversation podcast, with Ben Pusio that we could be good podcast. actually that could work Good work, but um, yeah. what was I going to say just what you were saying about like there's, there'll probably never be that Irish MMA thing again where there's a guy at the top like just like just you know in, in that championship spot there'll mm. probably never be guys even at that mid-level because I think at this point if there was going to be we would have seen them the McGregor yeah. thing started say seven years ago at this point like those guys that were 15 years old seeing that happen, they should have been inspired by that. And they'd be set 22 now. They'd be getting yeah, to a point yeah. where they'd be dominant in the cage warriors or they might have got a couple of fights in the UFC. But we haven't seen those guys. Well, who's the next best, best Irish guy in your opinion? Is it, is it James Gallagher maybe? By a distance. Yeah. yeah but and where's James, where does James Gallagher rank in the UFC if he, if, if he gets there? Does he get top 10? What a question. Does he I even survive? Bantamweight. The question, does he get caught? Yeah, like the depth of Bantamweight in the UFC is ridiculous. And he's not a champion he's Bellator. Grown. Yeah. He's, he's ranked in Bellator, isn't he? He is. Yeah, he's ranked, yeah. He's, he's, he's not champ. He's, not he's champ, ranked no. higher than he deserves to be ranked. Um, Again, I mean, pushing towards the Irish audience. like Yeah, it, but as, as soon as the whole McGregor thing dies off, the Irish audience dies off a little bit. Uh, yeah. Gallagher's going to start getting treated like a fighter at his level that should be treated and getting some less favourable matchups and well, man, like, he could start losing we were all there at, at the Tree Arena when he had that when he was headlining that guy wouldn't have caught it at the lower levels of, of cage warriors that guy was that guy was slumming it out in Gamma like that's where he should have been like that man like that guy was not supposed to be there he was like. not from the audience on the night yeah, yeah. After getting <laughs> off, I was looking for a ticket like I honestly believe Don with two or three points in them would have enough about him to fucking give, give him a better run than that guy did like yeah no, just, if, it was it was, it if was James Gallagher shows up to just for example, he, he, he gains those couple of pounds and he shows up at cruiserweight for the Ghana competition. I mean, it could go either way. You know what I mean? <laughs> and all uh, I'm saying is... I love the confidence. I love the confidence. Though. Yeah, he's, he's, he's just not a guy you look at and yeah. think he's a killer. You know? No. no he I doesn't don't. inspire fear mm. in, the watch, in the viewer. 
I want to see him get a rematch against Ricky Bandejas. I want to see him get his chance to redeem that. And then I want to see him against Sergio Pettis because we want to know yeah. where James Gallagher sit in the UFC. Well, put him in there with Sergio Pettis. And if he wins around, you know, we can say, you know, well done. I think Sergio mm-hmm. Pettis, you know, 30 27s him if he doesn't finish him. Mm-hmm. I think Sergio shows that there's there's levels to this game and James Gallagher is not on the top level. And another thing when we're talking about like Irish MMA ever getting to that level again, we have to remember the time that McGregor was in was it wasn't the early days of UFC, but still relatively speaking, it possibly could have been early because MMA is a fast growing sport. Like there's more nations getting involved, more high level athletes looking at MMA where this is something they could do and make a good bit of money out of like it's 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 popularizing and like if it gets a lot more popular in countries like Russia, America, like and like the again the the Brazilians like there's that there's that South American factor where like you might be born into poverty and this is your one way of getting getting like a serious a serious good bit of money and making a good living. There's not that in Ireland. I mean, you're realistically in Ireland, you can you're, to you're tell you the truth, man. I think Ireland doesn't have any factors in its favor. Like we're too wealthy a nation to have young lads with nothing else going for them other than to get into combat sport like you'll see in Brazil. Or like we don't yeah. cult, you want, we don't have like a wrestling type culture or any sort of combat sports mm. that the whole nation shares like you'll see with wrestling in America or wrestling over there in Dagestan, Russia. Yeah. And then but I think the biggest growth you're going to see in fighters coming from a certain country is going to be African. Well not you know African continent. But yeah, like, yeah, you, yeah. You, you see your your Usman's, your Nganu's, uh, Israel Adesanya, they're all of African descent. Like. They're all mm-hmm. African or uh, immigrants, immigrants from Africa. So yeah. those guys are just built different. Like you look at your Izzy, he's got that length, power, cardio. Usman's the same way. He's got he's got power, cardio, length, size. Nagano is just strong. You know, they're all just built different to the rest of the guys in their division in a way that white guys simply aren't. And that's not even a racist thing. Or like, it's just the way it is. Those Nigerians, Cameroonian guys, lads from Crumlin, lads from Rapidly, they don't look like that. <laughs> but even, man, aside from like, we're, we're moving on to the genetics there, but even just from a training and a skill, like a development of skill point of view, Think of our secondary school, what, like, like say, I don't know how many are there, say there's 300, how many guys out of that 300, not name names, but just numbers, how many guys out of that, out of that 300 have done in their lifetime any form of combat sports? Like, jiu-jitsu, even, like, we're talking karate, which, like, uh, that's another debate, does that work? Like, is it any good? Kickboxing, anything, boxing, like, Two, I knew I'd say three or four boxers yeah. max in our whole school to be honest but the funny thing is though if you log on to say UFC or, or at UFC on Instagram or at the Notorious MMA there'll be hundreds of followers of like, people you know so it's not that Irish people or Irish young people they're, they're not aware of MMA it's just that they mm-hmm. don't do it like the yeah, guy in yeah. Brazil is doing MMA the guy in Ireland yeah. is watching it and that's the yeah. way it's going to be, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Like, I, I on, think 
I think I think poverty is a is a great way to get kids into sport, like because they'll see their only way out is to pursue athletics. Mm-hmm. And if you if you have other options, getting punched in the face isn't probably the best one. Yeah, we see it in all sports. I mean, it's the same as Brazil, like historically being extremely good at, at soccer. Like it's it's soccer it, basically in Brazil. It's soccer or, or MMA. Do you're doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu? Like, wh- how else are you gonna escape the poverty? Do you know? Yeah, it's it's when you're struggling to figure out where your next meal is coming from. That's motivation. That is motivation for getting out of that. Like we don't have that in Ireland. Like realistically, like. But as well as that, though, the the fact there's only so many towns in in Ireland where an MMA fighter could come from in a way, because Mm -hmm. you look at McGregor come from Crumlin, so he didn't get into the GAA system. If if he was from say the fighting Cox, just for talk's sake, or Collection. The local mm-hmm. GA manager would see a fantastic athlete. They'd stick him in there at centre forward for the club, and everybody in the area would want him playing GA. He wouldn't be let yeah. go to the boxing club because he's too good an athlete. You know, where, yeah. where in, in Crudlin, he, he, he played soccer and he had boxing, mm. which, you know, he, so he, he, was, he was building more towards career in martial arts, you know. And further to that as well, Crumlin Boxing Club. Like, it, it couldn't have been too far away from... How does a man from fucking Ratville or Cool Keno... Where's, where's your nearest boxing club? Where's your nearest MMA gym or, or jiu-jitsu school? Like, where, where, like how... Like, is it, like, it's not just, ah, yeah, I'll come home from school, walk down the road and put in a few rounds. Like, it, it's, it's not as simple as that. Well, it's not even... Well, like, I know I'm from the country, so it's a slightly different thing. But say if you're living in a housing estate with 100 families... There's going to be 20 young lads in that housing estate within two minutes of walk from you. There's going to be five of those young lads into doing a bit of boxing. So that's, yeah, that's yeah. you've already got something there. Whereas if you're from out in the country and you have 20 lads, say, from within 10 miles of you, it's just a more difficult thing to go and meet up and do your boxing or do your jiu-jitsu or whatever the case may be and develop those skills. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, McGregor, as much as people say he was in a bad position, he was in a perfect position to develop into a UFC fighter, you know, as much as an Irish person can be. Mm. Yeah. And if he wasn't, he wouldn't have. That's just how how life goes. It's a mixture of his genetic, you know, predisposition to becoming that thing and then the environmental factors that, that led him there. Um, I would say as well, like, a, no, go on, go on. It's once in a lifetime, and I agree with him. Um, we might have a contender. We might even have a champion. We'll never have someone who revolutionizes the sport. You know, double champ. First yeah. one to hold two belts simultaneously. Um, we'll never have that again. Um, I can't even see him having a champion, to be fair. Like we it's... have to bear in mind though as well, like that, like I know we we spend a lot of time here talking about McGregor where he goes from here and oh like he he's just not good enough now. Like there has to be like respect put to that man's name. The things that he has achieved are incredible. Like like how do you go from being a plumber, uh, an apprentice plumber, to dominating the world of MMA, becoming a multi-millionaire, fighting Floyd Mayweather? Like these things are like you have to respect the achievements. Like. 
first double champ, as you say, like, like no doing things nobody has ever done. Like, 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 just if it's even if it is just a touch of that in that left hand, it's extreme power. He's still done those things. Like, he, you have to like, there is greatness in that. I do believe. Historically, the things that fighting May Floyd Mayweather will do for Connor, historically, in thirty years, people won't realize that that whole thing was a bit of a sham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll just say the best MMA fighter of all time fought the best boxer of all time, and Connor went ten rounds. If Connor had a boxer, maybe he, maybe that would have been him. And mm-hmm. I just don't think Connor ever would have been that because if he did, if he showed that potential when he was in Crumlin Boxing Club, when he was an amateur boxer, I don't think he'd have ever got as far as MMA. MMA yeah. historically has been something for people who've dropped out of the other specialized sports. Wrestlers yeah. who didn't quite make it. Um, Jiu Jitsu players who wanted to make a bit of cash. It's, it's I, never I wouldn't, been. I wouldn't say that, man. I think you see a lot of wrestlers who get to the end of their high school careers. I know like you're saying Olympic, Olympians, maybe they go on to other things, but even Olympians get to the end of their careers and they see MMA as a way to make some money. Like definitely, the there's a lot of failed boxers from Europe in MMA. There's a lot of failed American footballers in MMA. But I think wrestling is one of the sports where a lot of the higher level guys end up uh, doing they the do, MMA from. But after their wrestling prime, mm. yeah, maybe yeah. So yeah, wrestling is the one example. But the the wrestlers in MMA, DC Olympian, not the top Olympian. You know, same thing for Dan Henderson. Same thing for That's good point, Sarah actually. McCann. Yeah, you know, Hudo's the only gold that I'm aware of, the only gold medalist who really made a, a good run of it. No, but I was going to say, though, he's a gold medalist. But you, now maybe this is, this isn't, this is more, um, it's not really a result of his gold medal or I mean, that good wrestling. But you see what he did in it, man. He's a, a top, top level wrestler. He won a gold medal in the Olympics. And when he came to the UFC, he won gold in two divisions. You know, so yeah. that probably does say if you had the top athletes from other sports, they would be doing serious bits. Yeah. Yeah, they talk about with wrestling as well. It's it's that grind mentality, like that never-ending work. Like you you will make way. You will be here on time. You will do these things. Like And as well as that, like I remember Chilson talking about, Chilson, obviously a former, former high-level wrestler, he was talking about Jordan Burroughs, who is also, I think, I, I believe he's a gold medal Olympian. I'm not sure yeah. about that, but he's a high, yeah, high level, high level wrestler anyway. And Jordan Burroughs was saying, "Oh, I don't need MMA. I'm making plenty of money out of wrestling." And Shay was like, "Hold on, what? I don't know about that, but like, you know, like the money is not there in like in wrestling. Like, and how long does your career in wrestling last? Like, it's a very abrasive sport. Like, it's intense. You're like." You there's a lot like a lot of guys would fall into MMA from 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 the end of their careers. Whereas with basketball and American football, you're hoping by the end of your high level career that that's like you're going to have major money. But I suppose at the lower levels you do get the the Brendan Schaub thing. Obviously he was looking to be an American footballer didn't didn't work out. Went for went for the UFC to how as to what level he was at when he was in the UFC as well as debatable. I mean, Joe Rogan didn't seem to think he, he could cut it as, as high as he, he, he wanted. But 
it's yeah, it's it's a weird one. Like, do, do these athletes from these different disciplines, like from basketball, American football, do they start coming over more so now and see it as a a better way of making money? I suppose it has to start at the college level, really. Like, if like, do people is is it ever going to be a thing where oh, I'm, I'm not I, like I'm not looking to be an American footballer. I'm looking to be an MMA fighter, like all the way through college and through high school. Uh, it's I I it's don't think so, man. I think if you can become a basketball player. You become a basketball player a hundred times out of a hundred. Oh, hundred percent. Or a soccer 100%. player. If you can make from those other sports, you do that because at the end of the day, no matter how much money MMA is going to pay you, you're going to get brain damage, and you're going to get get a broken body. For the so, fraction, for a fraction of the money as well, a fraction. Like, but even oh, if it was like, the same money or more money, I think you still go for yeah, those other sports. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Like, like who wants to remember, get their head knocked off? And Rumble, Rumble, Rumble Johnson after he got beaten in the second fight against Daniel Cormier. And he got in the mic time retiring. He said, this thing, getting punched in the face and kicked, who likes this? Who could enjoy this? And, and then, he, then he just left the sport. And I kind of looked at him and I thought, it's a good-ass point, Rumble. Who could, who could possibly enjoy that? Barry or Tony Ferguson or someone. Barry or a cycle, you know? But also, Ronald McDonald had a similar thing in a post-fight interview, I believe, where he just he just was just looked distraught. He just looked, I don't know how long I can keep doing this. Like it's, it he, has to weigh on you. You know, it's 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 hard hard work. Like that is it's a tough way of making a living. But even moment. even most recently, Dustin Poirier, he go, he said after the McGregor fight, he said, I don't know if he said it in the mic, but he definitely said it to someone. I don't know if I like this anymore. Like I think. Mm-hmm. Those fighters are spending so much their energy, so much their mental, their, their, their thoughts just trying to get to their top, trying to make it, trying to make it, trying to make it. And then sometimes once they make it and they get to the top of the mountain and they look down, they think, this is not that great. I don't really like this. And they, yeah. that's why you see a lot of people retiring with the title, you know? True, very true. But yeah. Any thoughts, Renan? No man, I think we've I think we've summed it up, and I wouldn't want to trod any any more well trodden ground. But <laughs> I think you know what we're saying there about you know people who start off as MMA fighters, not people who transition from other sports, but someone who's been training MMA from day one. It, we'll see it in. In 10 years, I think we'll see more of those guys, guys like Aaron Pico, I guess. But, you know, where the quality of training actually matches the quality of athlete. Um, and we get that combination. And in many ways, I think that's going to make the sport less entertaining. Because the sport, not to open a massive can of worms here, but the sport over the last decade has got less entertaining. Um, part of that is USADA coming in and taking out all the the juicy sluts, um, all the guys, on, all the guys on performance enhancing drugs. But if you if you look at your average your average fight night fight today, that's a couple of guys a couple of guys who aren't particularly good at MMA trying to become major tacticians, and then you compare that to your average fight. From, from 10 years ago on a fight night card that was sponsored by an energy drink and, and, and a couple of guys who 
who wouldn't make barstool brawlers today. Oh man, there's and, a lot to be said for the just league era. Like, yeah, that, that, sure. that. bring it back, man, bring it back. Like, but there's there's a real good argument there that just watching some old world star videos is more entertaining than a fight night today because just the whole thing of two guys getting in there, not really being fully sure what they're doing and trying to knock the other guy out. Just there's something primal and entertaining about that because you don't know what's going to happen. Whereas you see guys, two guys, you know, they're sort of mid-level martial artists. They're in the UFC. They don't want to lose more than they want to win. You can kind of predict it. You can just, you can see them. They're going to throw leg kicks. They're going to throw the odd jab. They're going to circle away from the power hand and they might shoot for a double. You know what's going to happen, you know? So, yeah, yeah, as you said, maybe 10 years ago, when things weren't as good, when the athlete, athletes, the training, everything else wasn't as good, it was a better product. For sure. Mm. I suppose it's, it's, a, it's an argument nearly of, sometimes you're better off seeing a good fight than seeing two of the best guys in the world. Like, it's it's the, is it price fighting or is it who's the best? Do, do you know like uh, if if a McGregor's gonna put a great show on, do you want to watch him or do you want to watch? Uh, like just imagine a Jose a Jose Aldo at, at in his prime. Like the it's 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 an argument over it's price fighting at the end of the day. You want you want to make the most money. You want the best pay per view. It's entertainment what you want really like, especially yeah. for the casual. Yeah, you know I think a lot of the. The problem with some of these fights these days is there's not enough finishes. They go on too long. And keeping that lesson in mind, I think it's time to call this one. Let's not let it go on too long. I think we've done, we've done an hour here at this point. So we'll just we'll say no goodbye time. to the listeners, the viewers, whatever platform you're getting us on, and we'll, we'll catch you.